Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Money makes you more of what you already are. Odell Beckham Jr. has had way too much money invested in him relative to his behavior. He is not a leader, like a leader that I want my team to have. And so if I'm going to be drafting a rookie quarterback, as I believe the Giants are likely to be doing this fall, basically acknowledging that they are not close to winning the Super Bowl, I think the Giants, come May of next year, will be drafting a quarterback. Do you want your young quarterback to have to deal with Odell Beckham Jr. in that locker room? I don't. I want to build around Saquon Barkley and whoever my new young drafted rookie quarterback is. You're a couple of years away from contending, probably. And so if I am the Giants, I am right now, this morning, fielding calls from teams that believe they can contend for a championship to see what they will give me for Odell Beckham Jr. Frees up a ton of your salary cap space and everything else, I would make that move. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Quickly, I want to go around the horn and see what the opinion is of the crew on whether or not my idea to trade Odell Beckham Jr. and build around Saquon Barkley going forward makes sense to you if you are uh, running the Giants right now in the wake of this season's complete and total disaster. Uh, okay, uh, quickly, uh, Danny G, what you got? 
Yeah, I think if you're going to stick with Eli, then I like your monologue about sending him away. The other option for me as a Raiders fan would be in the money matches, how about this trade? Straight up, I will give you Derek Carr for Odell Beckham Jr., and then I'll start A.J. McCarron for the rest of the season. That's not a bad play. And then you, and then I still have one number. I still have a couple of number one draft picks. Obviously, I could use one of those during the next draft to get the best college quarterback. Yeah, right. I mean, I think the question is: Do do, does the do the Giants believe in Derek Carr any more than the Raiders do? I mean, and 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 I think the answer is probably not. I, I would bet the Giants would rather go into the draft and go get a brand new quarterback themselves than try to figure out whether Derek Carr is the solution in New York. I don't know what would change. Well, what do you think about the Giants' O-line? And if they could beef that up even more. If you have a good O-line, Derek Carr could be an MVP candidate. If no. He has no, happy pause, feet. Stop. If you have a great quarterback, you don't trade him. So that's a glaring red flag to me. If it's if somebody is willing to move their quarterback, then there have only been two quarterbacks who have ever won Super Bowls that have been even free agents so far. And both of them were severely injured. Drew Brees, uh, who ended up with the Saints after his injury. We know all about Drew Brees' history this week. And the other one, beyond a shadow of a doubt, was Peyton Manning. Only two guys have left and been Super Bowl winners as free agents in like the last 25 years of the NFL. Now, Kurt Warner was somewhat close, but he had already won a Super Bowl too. I, if, if, if okay, if you if you believe in Derek Carr, if you believe in him, then use one of the number one picks straight up. I'll give the Giants one of my number ones for Odell Beckham Jr. Add him into the arsenal with Coop Nelson. So suddenly you have Coop Nelson and Beckham for Carr to throw to. I, if you think you have a team that's good enough to contend for a championship or advance in the playoffs, I don't think it's outrageous at all to give up a first round pick for Odell Beckham Jr. I think the challenge is you need to have a culture that is set up so that when he comes in, you're not dealing with leaving half leaving at halftime. Somebody has to be able to grab him by the shoulder pads, and I'm just not sure now that he's making $20 million a year how many teams are actually able to do that. Is he worth, from a pure talent perspective, a first-round pick? Yes. Would there be a lot of teams? Because he not only need to be good this year, you need to be good enough to contend for a Super Bowl title the next two years as well when he's making $20 million a year, and it has to work from a salary cap perspective. All of that has to work together. But this morning, I'm on the phone to working them to see if there's anything I can get. I want a first-round pick at least for Odell Beckham Jr., and I also want out from underneath that contract. Roberto, would you do it? Would you be willing to trade Odell Beckham Jr. after last night? Yeah, if the if the Giants can get something for him, yeah, I'd, uh, trade him. But uh, Eli's also done. That guy's garbage, man. He's, uh, yeah, but Eli's done. That's the other reason why he needs to go because you're bringing in a rookie quarterback. Do you want to have to deal with that? I don't. What about you? Uh, what about you, Dub? Make the trade. I mean, I would, but well, what do other teams thinking if you just sign this guy to a, a long term extension and you're already trying to get rid of him? I mean, well, that, I think the easy to... the easy push if I'm the Giants GM taking phone calls is look, you saw what happened last night. We're one in five. Eli is not the answer. We don't believe he's going to win us another Super Bowl. We're starting over, and we're going to build around Saquon Barkley. I don't think that's I don't think that's a difficult conversation to have. We're drafting a rookie quarterback. We don't think we're close to winning a championship in the next two years when we've got Odell under contract for big money. It's time for us to acknowledge that this year is not going to be 
us returning to relevance. We're going to be a 3-13, and 4-12 and 12 team, and we're going back to the youth movement and building around Saquon Barkley. Uh, let's go to Eddie Garcia for the update, and also, Eddie, what do you think about trading Odell? Yeah, I, I, I'm just so sick of these guys that say, you know, look, pay me what I'm worth, be fair to me, and then they get the contract, and they're yep. still not happy, and they're still a pain in the ass. So, yes, I would be looking to move Odell Beckham. I'm with you. And I think, again, money makes you more of what you already are. It's not like giving Odell Beckham suddenly $20 million was going to make him happy. I don't want to get all psychologist on you. But if you're not happy making millions of dollars to play football, you're probably not going to be happy making tens of millions of dollars to play football. Just, just me out there being a psychologist. Money makes you more of what you already are. And Odell Beckham is not a good guy in the, in the locker room. He's already a cancer. He's already a diva, and now I think he's more of one, and that's not something I want on my team for the next two years when I've got a guy like Saquon Barkley, who's the better offensive playmaker. All right, Clay, on the Geico scoreboard, of course, we're talking about it. Thursday Night Football, Eagles had no trouble going into New York and beating the Jets 34-13. Carson Wentz, three touchdown passes, no interceptions. Two of them went to wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey. Eagles now 3-3 three and three with the win on tied for the uh, top of the NFC East. Eagles are at the bottom of the division, now 1-5. Thursday Night College Football out of the Big 12. Texas Tech gets a late touchdown run from quarterback Jet Duffy to beat TCU on the road 17-14. Postseason baseball gets underway later today in Milwaukee with Game 1 of the the NLCS. Brewers host the Dodgers 8 o'clock Eastern. It's on FS1. Clayton Kershaw for LA on the mound against Gio Gonzalez of Milwaukee. couple of NHL games of note. Predators shut off the Jets 3-0. It was the Maple Leafs over the Red Wings 5-3. Austin Matthews, two more goals for Toronto. He's got nine and five games. Phil Kessel, a hat trick, leading the Penguins over the Golden Knights 4-2. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Back to Clayton. Travis in the Geico Outkick the Coverage Studios. Good stuff as always. We're coming to you live from the Geico Outkick Studios where it's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. We bring in now my guy Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter. LT, you just heard me polling everybody on the show. Watching the game last night, I said... I'm done with Odell Beckham Jr. You can't leave the field with one second left when you're making $20 million a year. The antics on the sideline, the look-at-me moments continue to become more extensive. Uh, This is a Giants team that's dead in the water on the season. Saquon Barkley is their best offensive playmaker. If I could get out from under a $20 million a year deal that they should never have given Odell Beckham Jr., that was my opinion when they did it. It's my opinion now. What would you do? Would you try and trade him at this point if you were the Giants? God, it's a... a tricky situation because the guy's only 25 years old and we yep. know that he um you know when he's on he is one of the best in the league but i mean this is only going to get worse i mean the giants are maybe the worst team in the nfl sitting at one and five they've at least got the worst record um 90 million dollar deal i mean you just gave it to him with 45 million guaranteed i don't know what you can get i don't know what the market is and obviously this is a uh, wide receivers game now along with franchise quarterbacks and eli manning is he's awful I mean, I heard you guys talking about it. He is just, he's a shell of what he once was. Um, I think Derek Carr is interesting. I think Teddy Bridgewater in New Orleans is interesting. I mean, is, is Sean Payton really going to stick around post-Drew Brees? I don't, I don't know if he is. And can you imagine bringing a weapon like Odell Beckham Jr. into New Orleans? And look, oh. not, that that's an, not that that's an equitable trade, but I think Bridgewater is still a quarterback that's got a high ceiling. 
and you bring him in and, and you throw in some other assets if you're New Orleans, and I think you can make some things interesting. My God, can you imagine if you think Drew Brees, let's just say you are uh, the Saints right now, and you think Drew Brees has got two more really good years after this year. That completely squares with Odell Beckham Jr.'s salary. I think Drew Brees did like a one-year deal. Could you go to Drew Brees and say, hey, Drew, you've made $100 million plus with us. Do you want to cement your legacy and win another Super Bowl? Can you imagine this offense if we added Odell Beckham Jr.? I would be like, sign me up right now, and I would trade Teddy Bridgewater in a heartbeat. The Saints is a perfect example of a team where Odell Beckham Jr. could make a great deal of sense. Maybe you even give, uh, maybe you could even get, if you're the Giants, Teddy Bridgewater and next year's first-round draft pick from the Saints. To me, that's a trade I make. I think Odell Beckham Jr. can be a difference maker for them in terms of giving them a really, really good shot to win the NFC and win the Super Bowl overall. And uh, you got an aging quarterback in Drew Brees who's 39 years old but still at the apex of his game. I love that deal. I, I think that's a no-brainer. If I'm the Saints, I sign the paperwork on that and get him in immediately. Yeah, and you think about it, Drew Brees. I mean, look, Marcus Colston was a good receiver back in the day. Brandon Cooks, you know, for a couple of years was a really good receiver. Um, you know, he's had a tight end and, and Jimmy Graham. But this would be his best weapon ever in the history uh, of you know, his entire career. So you pair him with a guy like Michael Thomas, and whew, boy, that, that offense. I mean, it's already a really, really good offense, but it'd be next level. Imagine if you're the Patriots, honestly. If you are the Patriots and you think Tom Brady's on the back end of his career, which I think it's fair to say he's 41 years old, you just brought in Josh Gordon, you got Julian Edelman back, you need explosiveness because maybe your defense is not as good as it's been in the past. Can you imagine the Patriots making that move? I mean, if you have an accomplished and reliable quarterback and you believe you are uh, a wide receiver away, I mean, even like here in Nashville with the Tennessee Titans, I think they're in decent cap space. I would trade. Uh, I would trade away the number one draft pick next year, beyond a shadow of a doubt, to get Odell Beckham Jr. in with the Titans, and you know, also toss in somebody else. Who I mean, like I think there are a lot of teams that think, "Hey, we're a playoff caliber team, but we just need one more playmaker." I can see a lot of teams being willing to make that move. And if I'm the Giants, I mean, I think you have to be brutally honest about where you are. Are we going to contend for a Super Bowl in the next two years? If the answer is no, then I think Odell Beckham Jr. is the wrong answer for your team. And so, uh, I mean, it sounds crazy to say, but I build around Saquon Barkley. Let's be positive here, LT. How good is Saquon Barkley? Uh, He's unbelievable. I mean, six consecutive games, all six of his NFL starts, he's gone past 100 yards from scrimmage. I mean, he can do everything. There's not a weakness in his game right now. And you look at what dynamic running backs can do, what Todd Gurley has done for the Los Angeles franchise, what Le'Veon Bell can do when he is in that lineup. Um, I mean, there's, it's, it's priceless. And I think Barkley's just going to continue to get better and better. And let's, let's not forget he's doing it for a bad offense. You know, I mean, Bell and Gurley are doing it for really good offenses. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt at all. Uh, as we come into the weekend um, – what do you see out there as the biggest and best stories in the NFL from a gambling perspective? What games are you paying the most attention to? Um, you know, I, I, well, this is kind of a weather weird situation, but, you know, us being in the South, Clay, you've seen 85 to 90 degree weather this week. And I look at the LA Rams traveling to Denver with a couple of, of uh, prime weapons and Cooper Cup and, and, uh, Brandon Cooks in concussion protocol, and Sean McVay says, look, they've been limited in practice, but if they're full go, 
today in practice. They will play on Sunday, but when you look at uh, that weather, it's a low of 19 degrees and snowing in Denver. Yeah. So that's one of those weird altitude games that I think could be a lot of fun. Um, we'll see what happens there. I think, uh, you know, you look at the Chargers going west to Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's been a great story. And you talk about if the Giants can't win a Super Bowl in the next couple of years, they probably need to, to, to maybe look at dealing Odell Beckham. But, uh, you know, Cleveland was in this situation a couple of years ago. I don't think they're Super Bowl ready right now, but they're a fun team to watch. And they're in yeah. every single game. And actually the record should be better than it is right now. What do you think about the Cowboys and the Jag game? Because I, I find both of these teams to be very, very intriguing to watch from a, from a gambling perspective and also a what-in-the-world's-going-on-with-these-teams perspective. I don't believe in Dak. I don't believe in Blake Bortles. I'm taking the under in this game. Uh, but what happens going forward for both of these teams? Because I, I kind of think the Cowboys will find a way to win it, and both of them will be sitting at 3-3, three and three, thoroughly unhappy with their lot in life because they feel, to me at least a little bit, like teams that should be much better than what they've been capable of so far this year? Well, let me say this. Second half of last year, Blake Bortles was playing career football. And then what he was able to do in the postseason, and I thought, you know, even in the second half against New England in the AFC Championship game, they kind of got away from Bortles. He's not getting a lot of help right now, though, Clay. And Leonard Fournette can't stay healthy. T.J. Yeldon is not a primary number one back. And even receivers are dropping easy, easy balls right now. And when they started... 2-0 after beating the Giants and, and, and kind of dominating the Patriots. We were saying Jacksonville was one of the top two or three teams in the league, and then they lose to the Titans, but they always lose to the Titans. Yep. And that was a tight game, and not that the Titans are a bad team right now. I think the Titans are a little above average. And then they go back, they bounce back from that, they dominate the Jets, and then, you know, against the Chiefs, it was kind of a coin flip. I had a feeling that Jacksonville would win that game with defense, and, you know, Blake Bortles was the old Blake Bortles throwing a pick six, and they didn't look good, but nobody's really looked good against the Chiefs right now. I don't know. Um, I know this. The public is all over the Jags on the road, um, so it's a game I would stay away from. I think the Jaguars are much better than the Cowboys, but, uh, you know, where they are right now and the way they played last week and where the money is, uh, it's a game I don't touch. But you, you might be right. I mean, if I had to play a – if I had to play uh, one angle on this, it probably would be a total, and I probably would lean under because I don't see the Cowboys doing anything against this Jags defense. Let's go to college football. Let's start with Georgia LSU. Um, I believe Georgia is going to go in and win by double digits over LSU. Uh, I think we're going to see LSU kind of come back to earth. I think the Tigers, and I've been wrong about LSU so far this year, but I think they're going to lose this game, lose to Bama, and lose to Texas A&M, finish 8-4. and four. Uh, What say you about Georgia LSU? Okay, so last week my biggest game on the board was Florida against LSU, and yep. I just didn't believe LSU was you know a top five team. I know they were undefeated, and I'll give Orgeron a lot of credit and Joe Burrow not making mistakes, and I thought he would make mistakes in the swamp, which he ultimately did. But watching this Georgia team, you know, I'm I'm dating a Georgia girl, Georgia grad, and I get stuck into watching these miserable Georgia games from start to finish. And although the final scores. They look really good. Georgia hasn't been that good at least the last three weeks. Even in a 14-point win against Missouri, Missouri was able to run on that Georgia defense. And I look at LSU, I think Brosette, if you can stick to it, I think they can have success against Georgia on the ground. And you look at LSU, they've won 20 straight home games in the month of October. You know their last October home loss, Clay, was back in 2009 to your boy Tim Tebow. It's been wow. a long time since LSU's lost one of these games down on the bayou, and I, I just think Tiger Stadium's going to be rocking, and if Burrow doesn't make those mistakes, um, you know, Jake Fromm is 6-1 and one on the road as a starting quarterback. 
But the last time he played in one of these atmospheres, it was that one loss last November in Jordan-Hare against Auburn. I think Georgia wins the game. The game's gone up to seven and a half. And, you know, if I'm catching more than a touchdown in Tiger Stadium, I'll take LSU. Two other top 25 games in college football. Washington on the road against Oregon and Wisconsin on the road against Michigan. Do you like either of these? What do you expect to see? Well, I think the uh, the Pac-12 game first is a difficult one. If you would have told me two years ago when Jake Browning, as a sophomore, was a Heisman finalist, that his senior year on the road in Oregon would not be the better quarterback of the two, I would have said, you're crazy, but Justin Herbert is the better quarterback right, right now. Leads the Pac-12 in QBR. Jake Browning hasn't been himself. Uh, Miles Gaskin hasn't been himself. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to gauge this game because I don't know if, if Oregon's ready to win big games. We saw it a few weeks ago against Stanford where I, I still don't understand up 24-7, should have been up 31-7, how they don't hold on and win that game. So that's a game I'd probably stay away from. If I had to play it, I would lean Washington just based on Washington's defense. But the other game that you mentioned, Michigan hosting Wisconsin, I mean, everything points to Wisconsin. Uh, just weird things here when game day's in town in Ann Arbor. Uh, Michigan's 0-5. You look at Paul Chris, one of the best road coaches out there, 15-1 and in true road games. But Wisconsin's so one-dimensional right now with Jonathan Taylor. I know he leads the FBS, 170 yards per game. But on the other side, Michigan and Don Brown defensively can make those adjustments. And Alex Hornibrook's not a quarterback that's going to beat them. I loved Michigan at seven. I still love them at nine and a half. I think Michigan wins this game going away. Outstanding stuff as always, LT. Go follow Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter, 94.5 Jocks in Birmingham. Appreciate the time, my man. See you, Clay. Have a great weekend. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. The Rogue Animal Hunter interview is one of the best interviews I've ever heard. Great job. Keep up the hard work. That's John. I listened to the interview with the Tiger Hunter during my drive to the office. That was by far uh, your uh, most shining moment on radio. You asked the right questions. You allowed this man to describe his history, his challenges, and his brushes with death. Hashtag Marconi Award. I'm just reading in order. Uh, this was absolutely awesome. Shut. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, let's see. I can't read that one. Uh, I've listened to this interview two and a half times now. That was amazing. Um, you got to get uh, some cameras over there. What an awesome show that would be. It would be amazing if we could go to India and do a live show from the, the Tiger Camp. Um, and uh, excellent interview. That was amazing. I can't wait to hear more from him. Man Eating Tiger interview was incredible. Absolutely fascinating stuff. Uh, you are more than just a sports talk radio show host. Get the Tiger, hashtag Maneater. Awesome interview with the Tiger Hunter. Can't wait for an update. Uh, the best part was when he said he would come to America to do a show. Clay had a Tiger Gasm. That interview was Radio Gold. What a great interview. Uh, Michael Dorso, this is a good one. I'm not one to brag, but I'm also national shooting champion. Nawad Shabab, uh, Clay Travis, Ali Khan. Uh, I was so captivated by the replay of the Tiger Hunter piece that I drove past my exit on uh, the way to work. So worth it. Hashtag Tiger Hunter. Freaking great interview. Dude is a freaking badass. Absolutely brilliant radio this morning. Tiger Killer. I'm just reading them in order as they have come in in the last five minutes. Awesome interview with the Tiger Hunter. Uh, You need to make an Outkick shirt with this Tiger Hunter guy on it that says, I'm the man you call when you have a problem, uh, which is amazing. The Tiger Hunter Hunter interview may be the best interview you've ever done, listening to the whole thing. Just listen to the interview with the Tiger Hunter. Incredible story. That guy's the real deal. Radio Gold, uh, you deserve an award for the Tiger Hunter interview. Riveting stuff. Um, This is amazing. 
Uh, all of that, the man-eating tiger guy is riveting real-life Jaws situation, only staying out of the water won't help you. This is uh, this is incredible uh, reaction. Again, you can find me on Twitter at Clay Travis. We saw similar reactions yesterday. Uh, Danny G, uh, you did. You respond to a lot more people than I do. I, I basically have said, look, I it, with the television show going on and everything else, I can't spend my days on social media reacting and responding to people as much as I did before. I just don't have the time. Uh, but uh, it is uh, it, the feedback's amazing, and uh, I do love just scrolling through like I did right there and just hitting the the most recent twenty things that people are sending to me, uh, and it is uh, it is pretty outstanding. Yeah, whenever you can do really fun, good quality radio, especially with an interview, it's money, and it was fun yesterday to leave work smiling air to air. I went and had some uh, celebration pizza and put some calories in me. It was a good day, as Ice Cube would say. And uh, by the way, Clay, really quick before we get to uh, calls, I know Dub is screening calls coming in. I did not mean to hang up on Polly from the DP show Thank God I didn't do that to the the uh, Tiger Hunter yesterday. Oh, that would have been Can a disaster you if you so, hung up on the Tiger Hunter. Yeah, Polly, call the hotline back. I hit the warm line, and, you know, Polly's VIP on the hotline. All right, uh, let's take a couple of your calls. Uh, Richard in St. Louis. What's up, Richard? Hey, Clay. Um, unbelievable interview. That so far transcended sports into mainstream media. I told the people I work with, I go, we ought to be hearing about this on Tucker Carlson. David Muir could put aside his Trump hating for one night and talk about it on ABC World News tonight. But the visceral reaction, I think, to you, just because of your candor on issues like race and your refusal to attack the president and be fair-minded, is the reason why it's not in the mainstream media. I mean, why are we not hearing about this everywhere else? That's the big story here. That's an incredible interview. Absolutely uh, out of the park. Any anybody on the mainstream shows from the from the daytime ones to the evening should be talking about this. Why aren't they? I think that's the bigger story. This was outstanding, undersold for sure by you guys. It was absolutely tremendous. Thank you for the call. Look, I have gotten used to. I, I think there's a lot of jealousy in the media over the rise of Outkick. And I've just gotten used to the fact that we dominate and people don't want to give us credit for dominating. That's just what happens. And uh, I think probably, you know, in 30 years, I'll be a lot less threatening, assuming I'm still alive and I haven't killed myself by working too much. Uh, but I, there are people out there that get praised all the time in the media that have a fraction of the audience that we do and have a fraction, frankly, of the talent that this show has on a day-to-day basis. And uh, I'm just kind of used to it at this point. Uh, Jose in Fremont, what's up? What's up, brother? Man, let me tell you something, man. It's like you you were literally the Carl Sagan of the radio of the radio way, uh, sound waves, bro. That interview was off the hook. And they want to cut you off an hour short out here with this affiliate and listen to 49 or ball washing. Are they tripping? You just slammed dunk on all their shows out here just on that one interview, brother. Yeah, thanks for the call. San Francisco gets triggered by me sometimes. We're on for two of the three hours in San Francisco. The number one complaint I get in OutKick by far is why is the third hour not on in San Francisco? So if you're listening to the show right now and you like this show, that's a question you should be asking the San Francisco station. I appreciate the fact they have two of our three hours, but a lot of people want the 5 a.m. hour live in San Francisco. Riley in Utah, what's up? Yeah, so yeah, again, that was an amazing interview, and I was just listening to it driving home, and I like just stunned. But someone's probably said this before, but I just can't 
understand how there hasn't been a movie made of this guy's life. I, I mean, agree. Like he, like I mean, he he grows up in the hand of his grandfather, who's a special advisor to the British government for animal-human conflict. He rises to become his national shooting champion. Kills his first rogue elephant at the age of nineteen, when most of us are, you know, freshmen in college doing who knows what, and now is like the kingpin of the Indian government that anytime there's any sort of issue with, you know, man-eating tigers or rogue elements or something, they call him. And in this particular situation, like he said, there are 30,000 people who, like, can't go outside and, like, yes. do anything. And he, they call him to come and fix this problem. They're just, like, I would buy the crap out of a movie about this guy, for sure, 100%. I appreciate the call, O'Reilly. I had the same thought. I mean, a part of me was thinking when we finished that interview, I kind of want to take off and just go to India and write this guy's story. Right? I mean, I just finished my book, but I would love to go, and I'd probably die of malaria or something because I'm, uh, I'd be a total pussy willow once I actually got into the tiger hunting camp. But I think that's an amazing book. I mean, I would watch that in a second. And if it were a movie, and I would read the hell out of a book about this guy. And I mean, in all honesty, I mean, I, I really do. I really did think when we finished that interview, man, I should be on a plane to India following this guy around as he tracks the tiger, writing a book about it. I can't make movies, but I think somebody could turn a book that I wrote into a movie. And if I were waking up in LA right now and I heard that interview, I'd be like, I want this guy's life story. It has to be a movie. No doubt about it. Robert in Illinois, what's up? Clay, what's up? Great interview, buddy. Thank uh, you, Robert. Okay, I want to talk to you about one thing. You know, if Jay Mart was still there, he would he would have screwed this up. So <laughs> I'm thinking you owe you owe Danny G at least a thousand bucks. That's got to be the reward for him. That's what not a bad. That's not a bad. It's not a bad idea. The, I've, I've got to you think know about Jay what Mart his. Jay Mart would have screwed this up. Jay Martin probably would have screwed this up. There's no doubt about that. Alex in Arizona. What's up, Alex? We just lost Alex. Uh, what about Brian in Atlanta? What's up, Brian? Hey, uh, Clay, I think the reason this is so fascinating is I put myself in the position of being that hunter, and man, I, I think I would have to change my underwear at least 10 <laughs> times an hour. Um, I, but I, I don't understand the tranquilizing part. I would have a bazooka with me, Clay. As soon as I saw it, it's over. I would not ah. tranquilize. I don't understand why they would want to tranquilize it. Just kill it and be done with it. So I I'm agree with you on that. I, I agree completely with you. I think if you have, if that if the animal has killed fourteen people, I don't think we need to tranquilize it and keep it somewhere. Lorenzo in Atlanta. What's up, Lorenzo? Hey, what's up, Clay? Man, how you doing? Excellent. Hey, I want to touch on uh, two things here real quick. First thing is uh, you can't ever complain again about your staff not making things happen because Danny G just showed up and made a boss play for you. That was fantastic. Uh, Second thing I want to talk about is um, I don't know if the NFL does three-way trades, but I was thinking their card to the Jaguars for first and second round pick and then uh, Odell to the Raiders for three second-round picks. The, uh, the one they got from the Jaguars, their second round this year, and the, the year after that uh, for Odell. What do you think about that? I would trade Odell. That's what I opened the show with. 
Uh, and I appreciate the call, Lorenzo. Uh, Lorenzo's reacting to my suggestion based on Thursday night football, what we saw. The Giants are dead. I think Eli Manning is finished. And I think the big story the Giants have to decide is what do they, de- what do, they do with Odell Beckham Jr. and his massive contract, considering they're probably going to bring in a rookie quarterback in this year's draft in May and be drafting near the top of the of the draft. I don't want a rookie quarterback dealing with Odell Beckham Jr.'s ridiculousness. If I were the Giants, I would go in and I would acknowledge that we overpaid Odell, that things have gone astray rapidly, and that we have to make the decision to go out and make a best decision we can going forward for our franchise. And I don't think that involves Odell Beckham Jr. being uh, on the team at all. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. It's NFL and college football picks today. We always finish off every week with the Blood Bank Guarantee and all my gambling picks for you. College football picks winning at 59% rate on the year so far. Get the pens and paper ready. You can also see these picks at outkickthecoverage.com, outkick.com, my uh, website. Also encourage you to go download the podcast. We have had a loaded show this today and also this week. I want to set a new record for podcast downloads in October, just like we did in September. Keep the growth rolling and see how high we can get these numbers up. Search out OutKick. At a minimum, you will absolutely love the interview we did with the Tiger Hunter. If you haven't heard it at all yet, you will love it. Trust me, go download the podcast. All right, cue the music, boys. Guess who's back? It's time. A.K.A. Mr. Make It Rain on the move. For Clay Travis to make us rich. I'm rich! Including the legendary, famous, well-known, talk of the town, most celebrated. I'd buy that for a dollar. Blood Bank Guaranteed. All right, boys and girls. Here's what I would call a parlay. It's a parlay mixed with my name, Clay. A.K.A. a parlay. For the NFL, I'm on Chargers minus one against the Browns. I love the under in Jags-Cowboys, and I love the over in Chiefs-Patriots. My three-pick, three-pack, my par clay for the NFL, Chargers minus one, the under on Jags-Cowboys, and the over on Chiefs-Patriots. I am playing all three of those together. You can play them individually if you would like. That's my par clay. Those are my three picks going into the weekend for the NFL. I hope all of you will enjoy them. Now, it is time for my OutKick gambling picks for college football. Here we go. I got 13 of them for you. Let's roll. Central Florida. Minus four and a half at Memphis. I'm tapping the veins here in the OutKick studio. Central Florida is going to cover with ease against Memphis. I also have the over in this game. Central Florida minus four and a half at Memphis. Get rich, kids. Tennessee on the road against Auburn. I like Tennessee to cover. Plus 15-ish is what that number is right now. And I like the under 47. Auburn can't score. Neither can Tennessee. I like Tennessee and I like the under there. Georgia minus six and a half at LSU was the line I gave out earlier in the week. It's now right around seven or seven and a half. I like Georgia, and I like the under against LSU. Michigan State at Penn State. This is my James Franklin special. Penn State is going to blow out Michigan State. They're going to blow them out over two touchdowns. Penn State covers, and the over is going to hit. 
Ole Miss at Arkansas. I love the over in this game. The two worst defenses in the SEC. Each team is going to score 35 or more. Mizzou at Bama. I love Bama and the over in this game. Uh, And finally, Florida at Vanderbilt. I like the under and I like Florida minus seven against the Gators. Also, one more additional pick that I like. One more additional pick that I like. I think Texas A&M is going to cover against uh, South Carolina on the road. I'm going to add that one in as one of my picks as well. We have had a spectacular week. Those are the 13 college football picks along with the NFL picks. I will be on Lock It In. Good chance for me to win the week. Been a really good run of gambling picks this week. Uh, I encourage you guys to watch 4.30 Eastern, 3.30 Central, 2.30 Mountain, 1.30 Pacific. Jason Whitlock will be sitting in for me all next week. I'm doing the radio show, but I will be in London. I'm taking the whole family over. Pray for me. Everybody piling onto the airplane, and we are going to go to the Titans-Chargers game in London and be over there in England for a week. So it should be fun. should be a really cool trip. Again, I'll be doing the radio show, so it shouldn't really impact any of uh, of your mornings at all continue to hang out with you but uh, but it should be a lot of fun over there in London especially after the gambling picks hit in college football and that parklay that I just gave you hits as well I appreciate all of you this week has been phenomenal we are on pace for our best month ever in October without kick the coverage that's because of you guys the tiger hunter interview maybe the best interview interview we've done on the show make sure you listen to it make sure you download the podcast I appreciate all of you interacting with the show and helping to spread the news thanks to all of our 300 plus affiliates out there and you guys have a spectacular weekend it's Friday rejoice have some fun gambling and watch college football in the NFL over the weekend. I know I'll be doing the same. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free 